Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, if you're here for the first time, welcome. If you've tuned in before, it's great to have you back. If you can do us a little favor and just rate, share, review the podcast when you're done, don't tell Igor, but I'll send him your way for a free hug. Okay, let's go on with the show. Anytime today, darling. Anytime today. <laughs> so, I bought you a little gift yesterday. I bought it into the office last night. Um, you already attacked it. You already attacked it. And I'm not. I'm not saying we're doing sponsored adverts just yet. But you know, just to give you a, you know, if you're out there in the marketing world and you're thinking, oh, I like these guys. They they have a good vibe. Maybe if Nestle's Munchies wanted to pay us. I mean, I'd take payment in munchies, would you, for now? I'm not so, sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, so I'm not sure I'm there yet. I am sorry. I bought it in as a little gift for you this morning. And then whilst yeah. I was editing videos last night, I was like, I'm just going to try one. And, and yeah. I've eaten most of the pack. There's about three the whole, in there. The whole yeah. packet is pretty much gone. I've got that. Yeah. It did make me think, though, from a, from a sponsoring point of view, it would be great I to get it... Double Decker on board, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think you should carry double, on with these. Double Docker Denver. <laughs> oh. I mean, if that's, yeah, not, yeah. if that's not a marketing strap line. In I terms of branding. I don't yeah. know what is so we'll have those in a second for lunch shall we yeah right uh which camera do you want to look at um do you want to say hello to everybody yeah okay great welcome to another idea podcast yep um this is i mean we should we should be a bit smoother at our intro now we're on episode five or six exactly we um, no we're still we're still we're still cutting our teeth but um no i'm dead excited about today yeah. Really buzzing. We've had a good couple of meetings this morning, haven't we? Yes, just yes, a indeed. Little chats mm. behind the scene, you know. Yeah, just see talking how we about can things that are happening. Move um, the podcast forward, and yep. Um, and like we've said in other episodes, we kind of need you guys, the audience, to kind of help us a little bit with that. And yeah. just sharing it. You can watch us on YouTube. You can subscribe. You can. Um, I mean, we're going to be on TikTok. 
<laughs> We've got an We're going to be on TikTok, Igor. We have Eagle. an account. Um, uh, I said, I said so, up yesterday. So, yeah, TikTok's happening. Yeah. Um, you'll find us on Instagram. Um, just please, like, share it, comment, just add it to your stories. Anything you can do just to kind of get the wheels moving for yeah. us. Um, because we've spoken this morning about this, but, like, we genuinely really believe in this product and brand that we're trying to build yeah. and the potential of it. Um, and we are absolutely buzzing. We've already had chats this morning about the first few guests that are coming on board which yeah. we're going to announce in the next few weeks yeah um and that's only going to grow yeah that's it and yeah we truly are going all in and as you said we see the potential within it really so um if we do this we have to do it properly we have to yeah we're diving in we're diving, yeah. we're diving in and investing our time our money and yeah we only want to see things grow and so as you said your input and we're still we're still it's, learning right really, so even, yeah. even me giving you that bag of chocolate like we a lot of people are listening to this going what on earth is going on yeah yeah but we're <laughs> filming it so you can watch it on youtube but if you're not watching it on youtube i bought igor a bag of nestle munchies, munchies <laughs> and i ate them all so anyway right should we just crack on with today's episode let's go let's go so we are doing um we're doing inspiration sources today yeah so what one thing we wanted to kind of talk about was things that inspire us. And one thing that we consistently talk about within our message is seeking inspiration from outside our, our industry. And it's yeah. something that we've talked about as being like a kind of something that we've always connected over, like having discussions about certain brands or yeah. people or businesses outside of our industry, which is wedding photography. But we want to kind of want to move the conversation away from that industry a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's very easy to kind of get sucked into looking at your industry and feeling like you've got to compete with mm. those people um, by, you know, using them as an inspiration. Yeah. Actually, really, it's it's all about just embracing the, the content and the world that's that's out there. Yeah, and and that's that's the way you grow. That's the way your eye grows, your creative heart grows. Um, especially analyzing not just simply what you like, but why you like it. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm excited about this conversation because um, it's one of those conversations that doesn't happen often. And yeah, um, really self-analyze why you like specific things and, and break it down and see how you can actually bring that into your work, whatever you're doing, really. So, yeah, yeah, and if, you, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, like, let, us know, let us know if you agree, disagree. Yep. Um, you know, share your bits of inspiration. Like, let yeah. us let know what you're kind of consuming content-wise that's inspiring you to work within your industry. So, <laughs> the plan for this episode is we gave each other a few categories. So, we've got five categories. Yep. And for each category, me and Igor have chosen a brand, a person, a business, whatever it may be. And we're going to just put it out there, have a little discussion, and see what we think. Mm -hmm. So, the categories are, what do we pick? TV TV, film, um, art, design, and what was the last one? And fashion. And fashion, yeah. And you've got, you got your choices ready? I do, I do, I do, and yeah. Which one do you so, want to tackle first? Shall we go for, I think, the obvious one. Shall we do design? Let's go for it, yeah. Yeah. It's good for shall me. Shall we do design? Yeah. And yeah, for me, design... It's, it's a massive one, especially when I studied graphic design, really. Um, yeah. We both had similar similar degrees in that sense. Yeah. I did product design, you did graphic design. Yeah. So there's that... I couldn't get onto my graphic design course. What do you mean? There were just too many people doing it. Uh, so okay. I went with a course that had only got four people on. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, I think design is such a, it's one of those things that sometimes you, you people don't pay much attention to it. Oh, absolutely. And it surrounds us. Yeah. And, it, and it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere from um, the moment you cross the street, get out of your house and the way road signs are designed, the way everything really yeah, the chairs were sat on yes exactly literally you know. everything and the, the simple fact that someone sat down and really thought about how curvatures and in this chair or whatever else that is that's around us has been designed is yeah the things that, the things that go into it it's like functionality the yeah. aesthetic yeah. the materials the mm. cost the market you know the, yeah. the decisions that go into design are are endless yeah yeah it really moves our why. world. It really moves our world. So, yeah. So kick um, us off then, Igor. Kick yeah. us off. Who was your design choice for inspiration? Um, I had to think about this one, but... Um, and, and when I thought about it, when it came to me, I was like, of course, of course. But yeah, Paula Scher, she's... Um, now she's like... She's renowned in the, in the graphic design world, really. But she, she's got... She's got... Uh, I think it's Pentagram or Pentagon. Um, uh a studio in in New York, um, but she is mainly renowned for her lettering. Yeah, and and when you when you Google Paula Scher, you'll see it. The way she uses Helvetica, it's very specific, and you see her work and you recognize it literally straight away. Oh, this is what I love about this conversation already is that you we ran our names by each other this morning, and I was like, I don't know who Paula Scher is. Yeah, yeah, but and it, I looked and I was like. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, she she was instrumental really for for the way I see design and just lettering in general, really. Um, yeah, she's the reason why I fell in love with Helvetica New, um, the font. It's just beautiful. It's like Helvetica, but slightly more narrower, and it's just beautiful. The aesthetic in terms of how it used, and if you think about it, our logo. Yeah, there's, there's definite parallels. Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. you think about it, incredible. And, um, so yeah, that only just came now. So I was like, yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, I love how you picked a graphic designer as a graphic designer student. Yeah, and me as a product designer, I picked a product, product design, designer. Yeah, designer. Yeah. Um, um, but just to just to go a Paula share as well. Like it, I think what I and this, this I think this is a consistent message across a, a lot of our choices is the is that it's the the consistency of the work mm -hmm. like the 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 recognized style yeah of that artist or designer mm -hmm. um not being pulled around in terms of trying to appease different yeah it's like she she obviously has this identity and this yeah. vision and it's like this is what i'm this is what i'm about yeah i'm gonna do my thing mm -hmm. and the brands that want that are drawn to are it drawn to it yeah that's it unapologetic about it and again once you once you see her work you literally oh yeah I, i'll recognize that yeah, anywhere because Paula yeah i'm not forgetting that name now yeah yeah she's amazing um what about you so i so i've already given it away a little bit i went with a product designer mm -hmm. um and and I, I suppose this is where our backgrounds obviously like kind of playing like yeah we're drawn to those kind of things and I've, obviously it took me back to being a, a student in product design and i was looking at the, you know, the big names like Alessi, and I think I've still got a big name, but like Alessi, Philip Stark, um, and some architects. But I went with uh, Dieter Rams. Okay. Um, I don't know. Did you know Dieter Rams when I mentioned this morning? No. Amazing. Yeah. So 
Dieter Rams is a German industrial sort of minimalist designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose him really uh, for a couple of reasons. The first was just, he was just way ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Way ahead. Like when you look at the products that he was designing in the 70s and the 80s for companies like Braun, they were just all about the function of the product and yeah. keeping it as simple and as clean as possible. And mm-hmm. you look at you look at products that he he designed in that era and then you compare it, you know, alongside something like the the iPod that came out in the early noughties and you're mm-hmm. like, he's he he, he designed that. He was thirty years ahead of that. Yeah. Um it might not have been an iPod that he designed, but you know, you can see the the distinct yeah. parallels between the, the minimalism design. that comes with yeah. it. Yeah. Um and and I just I just love I love that form of design. You know, not overcomplicating something mm-hmm. and just, you know, really leaning into what the product's purposes what what it's what its purpose is yeah um and actually i'm going to put it up on my phone but if you've never heard of dita rams he has um uh 10 principles for good design i'm not going to read through the paragraphs of each one but i'm going to give yeah. you the title for each one and i yeah. just think these are really good and the last one particularly i absolutely love and i'm just going to run through them so good design is innovative mm-hmm. good design makes a product useful good design is aesthetic good design makes a product understandable Good design is unobtrusive. Good design is honest. Good design is long lasting. Mm. Good design is thorough down to the last detail. Yeah. Good design is environmentally friendly. And then the last one, which I absolutely love is good design is as little design as possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's so true, Dave. Yeah. So true, but that that doesn't just go for for design. It goes for, it can go for art. It can go for photography. It can go for, um, the whole idea of literally being able to how how much can I chip away? How much can I remove from from this piece that I've created? How much can I remove out of it and it still be relevant? It still be applied to the to its function to its to its goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, and that was it. That that was that was why I chose Dieter Rams. Uh, way ahead of his time. Amazing design principles that I think are you know if you've never heard those are worth yeah they're worth embracing. And I think as well just not just going on the on the whole idea of just naming names for the sake of it but how do you think he has influenced the way you see things or or even your work now but the whole idea of literally chipping away and having the minimalism and and, and taking things removing things as much as possible um i can see that so much in photography already yeah if that makes sense yeah so and I think that's part of why we're having this conversation. It's about yeah. bringing that awareness yeah. to to each other, but mm-hmm. also to the people listening. Yeah, is because even even until I went through that list yesterday or the day before, and I was like, "Oh, who shall I pick?" and I remembered Dieter Rams, I'd forgotten a lot of those principles. Mm. But it's amazing that when you read through them and you you read the reasoning behind those principles, that you yeah. can kind of really take something away from each one. Yeah, and yeah, I think in terms of what, what this subject is about, which is inspiration, mm-hmm. on a subconscious level, I think what I was inspired by by him many years ago was yeah. just about, you know, like, like you've just said about stripping away the unnecessary parts yeah. of, of of your product. Yeah. And just leaning into the parts that, it, that it's about and mm-hmm. what you're about mm-hmm. as an artist or yeah. a creator. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And that's love it. That. Yeah, man, that's great. Two, two great subjects there. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, let's mix it up and let's go... Let's go to the other end of the scale. Let's go TV. TV. Whew. 
TV. And this is one of this is one for me. I could have we could have spent yeah, we could have spent about same, eight hours talking same, about this. Same. Um, I, I'm more inspired, I think, by TV and and the sort of box set generation now mm-hmm. than I probably am film. I don't know yeah. about you. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. The amount of uh, TV has overtaken the world at the moment, and uh, uh, overtaken film. That's what I really mean. Um, because it used to be all about the films, really, yeah. that, that, that we're watching and cinema in general, um, box offices numbers and all that. But TV is, yeah, Netflix has... has <laughs> oh, just the landscape. The landscape has just entirely changed. Changed, it really has. The way we consume that kind of, that visual content has, and when, has shifted. And when the way we consume it has become such a, oh, let's binge this, or let's yeah. go on a marathon. When you got such a galore of content and stuff to watch um i think it's quite crucial to really consume things that are good visually yeah, totally um so so yeah i'm excited like, to see and, and it's that it's that it comes down to that word again it's just like awareness yeah it's always about awareness and it's one thing i talk about on, on my course quite a lot is the is the influence that consuming this content can have on you as a photographer mm-hmm. you know some of my biggest influences are, are in this are in this industry really how yeah. you see cinema cinema photographers frame shots yeah. and scenes and how that translates and you can take that into mm-hmm. the industry that we do and i'm sure yeah. that applies to a lot of other creatives as well yeah. as i'm sure it's not just just us that sees that so i chose pepper pig Definitely did not choose Peppa Pig. Absolutely loves Peppa Pig. We are definitely sound clipping that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she absolutely loves it. She's always waiting for the. I think so. Yeah. I think. I think we just peaked as a podcaster. That's going to take some beating. No. So, so I'm going to go with my choice. My choice. I don't know if you've seen this. Is the Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we've seen that. Praise be. Praise, <laughs> blessed, blessed be the fruit. <laughs> I even wrote that down on my notes. Blessed be the fruit. Um, I mean, we're not going to go into too much about the the sort of the synopsis. Is that the right word? Yeah, for yeah. We're not, You know, it's a very, it's such a surreal series for me. Like it's a yeah. dystopian kind of. There are there are parallels with the world that we're in, but it also feels so far away yet. Yeah. so close so close as, yeah which is surreal and bizarre and i don't yeah. think we could do justice to the the storyline and we're looking at this point from a, a purely inspirational side so we're yeah. just going to try and stick to what it is that i take from handmaid's tale and i mean i love elizabeth moss for starters because mm-hmm. she was peggy in mad men and, Pe- and mad men was also actually on your list. one of one of the three or four that was on my list yeah that i remember you speaking first. about mad men before uh that was that was just everything for me i loved mad men and it and it actually was very close to topping this one but i went with handmaid's tale because i would often watch episodes and just i just get drawn into like the perspective the way they use light um you know the framing of the scenes just the the, the symmetry the the cut like just so much of the well of the about series that, that yeah, yeah, I get you. And what I love about The Handmaid's Tale as well is that literally when, when you were talking about it, the framing and everything else, they love to linger. They love yeah. to linger upon things. Yeah. 
and yeah it makes you really appreciate the frame you makes you really appreciate the light that you're yeah. seeing it kind of and it's almost like a bit uncomfortable but yeah which, it's, it's which so, is, it so is which which very much goes with the subject of it all and everything else so and, and from our industry point of view as well I, I look at i mean you might think god how on earth can handmaid's tale apply to a wedding photographer but mm-hmm. but when you watch some of the scenes you see like a wide shot of a you know um What's her name? What's the uh, June? June. June. She's just. I can just see her now, kind of sat in a window with the light pouring yeah. through. You know, I can transfer that to a to a room at bridal prep, or mm-hmm. you know, they go close in on her face, and like like you just said, they'll hold the frame and they'll hold it on their face, and you can see her expressions yeah. through that frame. Yeah. And like again, that's just part of a wedding day, it might yeah. be speeches or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many little parts that I can take away and go, I love how they've done that. Yeah that's inspired me yeah. to pick up a camera and go and shoot yeah. in, a, in a similar kind of aesthetic. Yeah. So that was it. And I think, shout out, I wrote down Colin Watkinson as the cinematographer. He's the there, cinematographer. I think uh, huge plaudits to, that, to yeah. that guy. Yeah, amazing. Incredible work. And the grading as well. The grading yeah. is just ridiculous. Faultless. Yeah. It's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Top that, Igor. Um, I'm not going to be able to top it, no. Um, but... Um, I had two. I had Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, really. Um, but only, not necessarily from a visual aspect of it, but from a the way they present their characters. Mm. They, they literally suck you in. Literally suck you in. And you want to find out more. You get emotionally invested yep. within the characters. And I just love that. I just love the fact that um, they're able to really pull strings emotionally and and you really want to find out more you want to look more and it just made me feel, just made me think of a blog post literally when we actually create blog posts for yeah. well, for wedding or whatever um how we're pulling people in how are we sort of like um introducing Keep, little, keeping that interest exactly keeping Keep, that interest that's it and yeah within those two series oh, let's keep Keep to one. Um, Which one are you picking? Breaking Bad. Okay. Breaking Bad. Um, just the way that, uh, yeah, they introduced Walter White, and he's sort of like an anti-hero, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want him to win, but you know he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can, can relate to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think just in terms of story storytelling story the way they write it is it's just incredible really um the whole relatability aspect of it it's it's incredible so I think what strikes me most about breaking bad when I I kind of visualize it in my head is just mm-hmm. the distinct grading and the, the yeah. colors yeah and just that aesthetic it it is so unique to breaking bad yeah you know it has such a clear identity mm-hmm um, and I can see frames. I can see the desert. I can yeah, see the caravan that's it, that's in the it, desert. That's it, that's it. That's exactly you know, I can see them in the caravan, I, and I can still see that now. And I think that is that's such an understated kind of. You know, I suppose it's like a huge compliment to anybody working on that 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 you can still visualize those scenes now. Yeah. You know, and that was eight eight years ago since yeah. I probably watched Breaking Bad. Yeah. And I can still picture those scenes. That, yeah. You know that's that's incredible, really. Yeah, yeah. You made me think of something now. Again, we, we we could we could literally s- sit down and just Ozark. Oh, I mean Ozark. Yeah, Ozark again was in my top five. Yeah, Ozark yeah. is just just darker, a bit moodier. Exactly. Um, but again, but great use of light. Yeah, it's um, just 
constant constantly with that sort of like blue blue yeah whereas breaking bad's very kind of insipid it's yeah. like uh, not seep it's kind of got that yeah, it's just like really punchy rich um, orange yeah yeah whereas ozark is dark and bluish and greenish and and that's that's done on purpose yeah, yeah and and i love that i love the fact that um yeah literally like you said before it's the consistent consistency that you see throughout shots and and just the visual identity you you, you know exactly you, you know who it is it yeah that's it because we could put for example put like f- um show frames without subjects without yep. people yeah, just show frames, and and I I, w- I would be able to tell you, yeah, like this is from here, this is from Breaking Bad, this is from Ozark, and yeah, to be able to have that, that's that's beautiful. So, and that's a that's a huge lesson I think for anybody starting out in any kind of creative industry is mm. is just really kind of staying true to what it is that, you, and this kind of goes for all of the the, the yeah. four names or, or four things we've mentioned already is that each single one of those was. Mm-hmm has a clear identity yeah. and is consistent with that, yeah. you know, regardless of anything else that, you know, it's, that is their style and they, yeah. and they own it. They own it, completely yeah. own it. Yeah. Yeah, great point. Where do you want to take it next? Um, let's move, uh, oh no, let's carry on because since we're in this sort of like avenue now, yeah. let's go for film. Okay, go um, for it. I, when it comes to film, um, I'm so, I love sci-fi absolutely love sci-fi yeah and i love a movie i love coming out of a movie and it's still making me think it's um, i'm still reminiscing upon things um, not necessarily on shots but um yeah just thinking about the plot and thinking about um how it works in real life so yeah sci-fi it's one of those things that i absolutely love so i'm not the biggest sci-fi fan yeah just to put a curveball out there yeah yeah not and this is going to upset a lot of people on here. I've got to be careful, haven't I? No, you're like, okay. don't, don't it's... say it, Sam. Don't say it. It's okay. But I'm not. I'm not really a Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. Never. Yeah. It's never been my, never been my bag. Absolutely. Um, but I, but I, I can appreciate it. I can, I can yeah. see why people do. That's it. Um, but you just made me think then as that as well. Like, like uh, one of the films that didn't make my list, but it was close to, was um, Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. and it went on my list. Because I'm not into, I'm not a particular fan of fantasy. Yeah, you know that kind of. I know it's not kind of sci-fi, but you, you know it's that yeah. similar kind of um, sort of avenue. And yeah. it was on there because that absolutely gripped me, and mm-hmm. I was just completely fascinated by it and the yeah. aesthetic and the the characters and the just the just the bonkers world, world. of, of yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. And I always can't, I can't wait to sit down with Betsy and Buddy when they're a little bit older because <laughs> there are a few scenes that are a bit haunting yes. and watch it with them. Um, but the fact that that did grip me so much and it was a, it's from a genre that I wouldn't normally be drawn to mm-hmm. um, was kind of the reason it almost made it, but it didn't. So yeah. what was your, what was your film? Um, what was your sci-fi choice? I've got, I've got a few, but Interstellar is right at the top. Um, again, because of the characters, um, I love sci-fi with emotion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love sci-fi with a strong hold, uh, strong hold on emotion, um, and Interstellar is that to a core, really. Just a, you, you could describe it as very much the relationship between a father and daughter, really. That's that's literally yeah. that's the whole premises of the movie in some ways, and and wrap that around in terms of 
time travel and how it works. And yeah, I just love that. I love that. Um, I love the fact that I have to think about um, what I'm watching and yeah. and then you get the emotional grip from it. So, so okay. yeah. I haven't watched it, so I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, please do. I'm going to watch it tonight. Tell me what you think about it. Okay, I'm going to have a... I'm gonna have a glass of Portuguese red. Yeah. And I'm gonna watch instead. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so are we on to my choice? Yes. So we're on my choice. So yes. what are, what are the films almost made the cut for you? Just for just so that the, the audience can kind of go away yeah. and go. Um, Arrival. 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 Just incredible. Again, I don't wanna I'm not for those that haven't I mean not much happens in Arrival. But that's the beauty of it. Exactly, as well. it's the, exactly. Again, it's the it's characters, the minimalism and, of it, and the. I just love the whole the whole idea of going on on, on a discovery, going on an adventure, yeah. and just kind of like we, we've got to work at this. We got to figure yeah. it out, and, and like very deep message as well. With yes, that. really yes, deep message. That's it. And the other one was Tenet. Yeah, Tenet again. Time travel. It's out there. That is <laughs> that is a, a crazy. And you I, really have to. Think, I really have to pay attention in Tenet. Yeah, and, and I've watched Tenet probably five times now, and I always have discover you figured it something. Out? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, I always discover something new about it. Um, I'm always watching, watching it, and discovering something new about it. So yeah, and yeah, you do go on a deep dives in terms of like YouTube videos and literally have to explain the movie. So okay, so right, Interstellar for me tonight. Interstellar yeah. tonight. Um, my choice. I I ended up going with Whiplash. Oh, such a and good movie. Again, it's just. I think the reason I the reason I chose it is, it. I, I'm always about. I want to just. I want to like be gripped by something mm-hmm. from the off. Mm-hmm. And I think from the opening few frames, I was like, "Where's this going?" Yeah. And it just draws you in. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like I suppose like um, uh, what was the uh, arrival? Yeah. Yeah. The minimalism of it. There's not much that happens. It's just a, yeah. <laughs> a drummer. You say a drummer like trying to get into a band, and you're like, "Wow!" But it is the. I, I was gripped through the entirety of that film yeah, from yeah. start to finish. Um, Eugene Simmons. Um, is it Eugene Simmons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredible. <sighs> the way he carries that movie is just just incredible, really. Absolutely incredible. Sad, but incredible. And again, I just love the whole competitiveness of it. Yeah. That's, that's the, the, the high stakes that you kind of like have to... Um, well, it's like any, any profession to get to the top of exactly. your game, that is what is required. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody gets to the top of their game just by luck yeah. there's always you know a million and one things that have gone into that person yeah. that no one sees you know all of those those you know those hours late at night eating yeah. bags of munches yeah. no one yeah no one sees that yeah, do they that's it. you know but that's what goes into to a business and yeah. to a brand and to a person to a skill like yeah. drumming is yeah the sheer obsessiveness and, of yeah, it yeah completely yeah, yeah. And, I respect that and I just going back to the film as well like, and the, and the the reason it made the cut is just the beautiful simplicity of it. Mm. Every frame is just like you feel like when they're having conversations that you feel like you're you're yeah. here, you're you're there in the scene. Yeah. And I just absolutely love that. Oh yeah, I already yeah, had that Eugene, uh, that that last frame of Eugene literally just kind of like lifting you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could watch that again tonight. <laughs> so yeah, great great films. I'm definitely going to watch Interstellar. Yeah, it's on my list. Boom. Okay. So next one. Um, We've got two left. Two left. Art and... Come a little bit closer. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Art and... What was the other one? We've got art and fashion left. And fashion, of course. Which one do you want to go with? Uh, Let's go fashion. Let's go fashion. Um, 
my fashion one was um, the brand um, Fear of God by Jerry by Jerry Lorenzo. He, he's he's incredible. He's yep. absolutely incredible at um, bringing casual minimalism to a sort of like formal setting. Um, his especially his sort of his line called Essentials. It's just beautiful, and you will have seen it. You okay. will have seen it. Um, the way he was able to literally just take that and make it such a recognized brand from in, in such a short amount of time it's just incredible really um but yeah again it's the whole idea of, i'm gonna have a look i've never heard of yeah. it i'm gonna have a look now yeah type in fear of god essentials okay um you carry on the the beautiful way that he just uses garments in a really minimalistic way and slightly oversized and american luxury yeah and that's and that's the thing the whole idea of having oversized clothing that we mm. kind of like seeing today really very much com- came from Gerald Lorenzo yeah and, that's beautiful yeah and he's been really doing good. that for for good amount of years really and now and then it sort of like trickles down towards um the the public market really yeah but well, I think that's 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 what I'm that's that's why fashion made the list for for us isn't it really yeah. is that the level of creativity within the fashion industry is sometimes just astonishing mm-hmm. and you can see it as being mm. a bit bonkers but yeah. often people that are in a fashion role or, or fashion like paving the way for the fashion industry yeah they, they are often people that are ahead of their time mm-hmm. and it's incredible when you look at the fashion world and you look at the stuff that's on the catwalk yeah. five six years ago that people would have looked at them and gone stupid yeah no exactly. one's ever no one's ever doing <laughs> no one's that gonna and then all of now. a sudden it's just it's common <laughs> yeah and you're like how that transcends and, yeah. and trickles down to yeah. the masses is just often that's that's what people said about Yeezys for example yeah perfect example that how is that going to translate in, in the real world and look at it now it's with Gap yeah it's incredible yeah, yeah I love I just love the industry I love how the I love how that works you know when you watch you know things come up on Instagram and you're mm-hmm. like that that's a balloon that turns into an outfit and you're like how huh? <laughs> I know what that, you that's mean. never ever going to work down Derby High Street but but it but often yeah people need to push boundaries exactly yeah we need people like that I so that's yeah. brilliant that's a great I mean that's an incredible brand that you've you've yeah, shown me yeah it's, it's just the beauty of the minimalism that that, that I really love um, it is expensive. <laughs> I don't own. You have expensive taste, Igor. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was going to say I don't own any clothing by Fear of God, um, but I want to. <laughs> One day. I want to. One day. If they want to sponsor us for a little bit, that'd be <laughs> yes. great. We could, we could we could talk about them for a bit longer. Yeah. So I went. Um, I just went. I went big. I went really big with my choice, mm-hmm. and I've also tried to just keep it. Well, I went. I went with Tom Ford. And I yeah. went. I went Tom Ford because, well, mainly just because of his his like. I know I can just visualize it yeah. there. It's just in. I suppose we, this is a repeat message through all of these takeaways. Is like the consistent look yeah. of any brand or business or person yeah. here, isn't it? And I think what I love about what Tom Ford has done is just remaining timeless and classic mm-hmm. without falter. Yeah, and. It just just that look will never it will never it will never age mm-hmm. 
it will stand the test of time. Yeah. Um, and that, and that was it. And I just lo- I love that that luxury high end kind of appearance and brand that he's yeah. he's created. I think it's just incredible. Um, I don't know what more to say on it. Really, it's just no, no. You know, um, we've kind of covered a few bits there. Yeah, you really of- have. And I, I like the whole idea of standing the test of time, really, um, because yeah, some 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 certain things don't really, even though they have a specific visual language or a visual identity that you see that yes i know that what that is but at the same time will it stand the test of, test of mm. time um and and in some ways i don't know about you i do think about this quite a lot in terms of like how will my images be se- be seen in like 20 years time or oh, I, I think uh, i've i've thought that from the first year or two of, of yeah. being in this industry yeah you know it's it's very easy and I know we've talked about this podcast moving away from being wedding photography focused yeah, yeah. but we kind of have to embrace that yeah, that's yeah. what we are and it's very very easy in this industry to be drawn into feeling like you have to do certain things or take certain shots mm, mm-hmm. and I think the point that keeps coming across from these people that we're looking at is that that they're kind of saying no I'm no. doing I'm doing my thing mate yeah yeah I'm sticking to what I know and love yeah and I'm going to just be relentless with it. Yeah, stick to your truth. And and I think if anybody listens to this and takes one thing away from this episode, yeah, that is the one. Th- that is the one key takeaway for me. Yeah, is recognizing what you're about, mm-hmm. what your aesthetic is. Yeah, and just I was going to. I don't know if this is the right word, but just constantly replicating it. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, it's going to evolve over time, but mm-hmm. just kind of giving yourself permission to say no to other sort of, sort yeah. of styles and genres and just yeah. go that's not my kind of bag yeah yeah this is what i'm about I, I know i know what i'm about and i'm going this way yeah because all of these people have been pretty successful from it yeah yeah very much so no, so is that fashion that. is that fashion done ticks yeah. off yeah oh, we've only got one more left yeah this was the hardest one for me to pick as well actually art mm-hmm and I don't do you know what actually this is one of my own critiques here is I don't think I consume enough art yeah I don't think I pay attention to enough yeah I definitely follow people on Instagram that I'm like I love you know is that um is it CJ Hendry in New Mm -hmm. York who does like life like drawings of just ordinary objects which I absolutely I'm just transfixed by I'd love to have a a (laughs) pair of like Nike Jordans on my wall but I don't think I've kind of got the budget for it maybe the day you buy some fear of God gear I'll buy a I'll buy a CJ Hendry poster I like that um and some of some ones that I've recently started following like uh you know like Italian sculptors Mm -hmm. yeah it's just things that I would never do you think consume and I'm like that's just incredible I find it fascinating you struggled simply because sometimes art can be seen as a very much not snobbish thing but um it's one of those things that you kind of like have to know what you don't know yeah and I almost think you have to go and seek it out a bit more Mm. I think it takes more effort to go and seek yeah whereas tv and film they're right in front of us fashion well we we consume ourselves with that all the time yeah um, whereas art, you really do have to go looking for it. Yeah. But every time we go to London, we'll always go to Tate and we'll always just go for a little walk around. And yeah. I always try and take the kids there and they might get bored after about five minutes. But <laughs> can we know, go I'm now? To, like plant those seeds and yeah. like, make them understand what it is about that experience that, mm-hmm. you know, is is appealing and, yeah. and how we can benefit from it. Yeah. Um, but I do think that is the, that is often the, that is often the stumbling block is that you have to you do have to make a more conscious effort to go and seek it yeah 
Yeah. How do you feel about art? I love it. I absolutely love it. And and I'm I'm very intentional at um at my language whenever I talk to photographers that um, specify the fact that we are artists. Mm. We are we are creators. We are not just simply photographers, whatever you label you want to put onto it, really. We are people that are able to bring things into being and create and mold and, and try different things with it. And I think that's 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 the main idea. It's just the idea of just because you photograph things, mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only thing that you do. There's other ways of bringing a creative aspect of what we do um, in a beautiful way. So yeah, um, yeah, we definitely are artists. And yeah, I think that in terms of my influences, I said it before, but um, Basquiat, he's he's just huge, just absolutely huge in terms of um, me seeing his work for the first time. Just just made me think like, wow, this is beautiful. It's how did it make how did it make you feel? What was the? Can you remember that? Yeah, kind yeah, of feeling? and and seeing his work for the first time, oh. It's just incredible, absolutely incredible, simply because of the sheer scale. Yeah. Um, and that, that's got to be one of our points here, right? Is yeah. It's all well and good looking at stuff on, on your mm-hmm. phone and seeing Instagram, but yeah, there's a there's a huge difference between just watching it on your phone and going and actually walking around a gallery or yeah. a, a, an installation and going, okay. Yeah, I get it now. I, I can see this now. Yeah. This- um, Yes, you you get you get work that it's tiny, it's really small. It could be literally a postcard, but you get some of his works that are just literally huge, humongous, and um, the amount of time that would have taken to do that, and and the messiness of it, but yet it's got a visual language, and it's having the confidence to do that for me. Yeah, I I, I always find myself going, and I, and I suppose this ties into my choice as well is. Why, why go that big or why do why do that what what was the process that yeah. led to that and that is that's that is art isn't it it's that yeah. journey and that process that people go on to create something it's, yeah there's more to it than just paint on a canvas yeah yeah there's a someone's had to make that decision and that yeah you know they, they, they had to go through those processes yeah, and yeah. experiment and that's some it. things for them would have worked and that's, that's what i love about and it that's what i love about it when you see his work um you, you you will constantly see experimentation going on mm. like in terms of different mediums in terms of different you you just wonder what was he thinking but you can appreciate Do you think it that ties into a, a kind of deeper message that we've talked about in previous episodes is about that kind of that idea that we're always trying to learn mm. and, we're, and we're like you saying experimenting and like you know we're we're trying to push ourselves a little bit outside of yeah what is our comfort zone Do you reckon as an artist that's yeah kind of what they're having to do is yeah the big ones certainly do it's like you know that they're, they're, they're trying things that they don't know yeah they, they might completely fail yeah but they're giving it a shot yeah and then the ones that work are like yeah that's yeah. that's amazing yeah yeah that's it and at the same time um i feel like within his work there's a, a sense of carelessness he actually doesn't care <laughs> the audacity <laughs> <laughs> there's a sense of carelessness and and i quite like that i quite like that and the fact that he can very much 
um, just not care <laughs> and, and just it. do it. And yeah, artists and fashion designers, they're yeah. in a, they're in a, a whole different yeah. world of their own, yeah. aren't they? Sometimes yeah. I love it. It's everything and it isn't at the same time, if you yeah. know what I mean. So, so yeah, I really like that. I get that sense of, of carelessness to it. Um, and also as well, with like, like you don't have to, you don't have to like everything either. Yeah. You know, it, it is subjective. It is, I suppose, like, I suppose like each subject we've talked about, but I, I find it more so in art is mm-hmm. that, you don't have to look at something and go, yeah, I love that. Yeah. But you can certainly, you can always appreciate something. Yeah, yeah. More and so more so than for me in any of the other industries we've talked about. Yeah. yeah. You can appreciate it because of its scale or it's the work that's gone into it, but yeah. you don't have to look at it and go, yeah, that's my, yeah. that's my, that's yeah, my I get that. Yeah, I love it, but <laughs> also I don't love it. Yeah. Um, so my choice, I went with Brian Donnelly, which at first you, you didn't know, and I don't think you knew the brand or no. the name that he, he no. produced, but... He goes in the name of Cause, which mm-hmm. is K-A-W-S. Yeah. And even when I said Cause to you, you went, I'm like, oh, who's that? <laughs> and then we pulled his website up and you went, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Straight I, away. I know who that is. Yeah. Um, and I mean, how, I don't know how you describe it, but it's, I suppose it's their installations of a, a character that you can only describe as kind of being a bit of a distorted yeah. Mickey, Mickey Mouse, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very much that. I'm not sure if he'd, he'd pigeonhole himself as that description, but yeah. And they are, you know, like you said with, with what was your name again? Bas- Basquiat. Basquiat. Um, it's just the sheer audacity of producing something on such a scale <laughs> and putting it in a field somewhere or, you know, an installation. And it's yeah. towering over you and you're like, wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's yeah. intimidating. It's minimalism. It's min- minimalist. It's simplistic. It's yeah. stunning. It's basic yeah yeah you know all of those that's it all of those things tie in and that that you kind of just again it's i suppose it's come back to one of the early points we made is about having that awareness of like how you feel when you see it yeah and that i suppose is art right it's just being aware of how it makes you feel yeah and yeah again the whole idea of being able to literally strip away as much as possible of one thing and just literally yeah, leave it. This is it. Yeah, yeah it's done. <laughs> and I just, I love uh, the one thing I love about a lot of art, and that maybe the other people we've talked about is just the, the. And I suppose it comes back to Handmaid's Tale as well as the, those polar opposites of of something within the within the work mm-hmm. of it being, you know, and like looking at cause of being something that's huge and bold, but also just a just a figure, yeah, and simple <laughs> and basic, just a blob, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just yeah I just find it incredible so I, yeah. we went to see one of his at um, Yorkshire Sculpture Park and it mm-hmm. was just it's just incredible yeah I'm not sure what I take away from it from an inspiration point of view and I think yeah. that was one of the questions that I put over his choice was how does it inspire me I think that literally from 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 the point that we have been in some way hammering on and thread, thready on throughout this episode it's it's the simple fact that the same way you said the name i uh, literally who I, I don't know who you mean but you literally showed me the first the home page on his website i'm like oh yeah of course i know exactly who it yeah. is and yeah is that recognize that recognizability yeah, <laughs> here yeah. i am making yeah. making up words but yeah, yeah the fact that you literally identify with it straight away you know exactly who it is what it is and yeah that strong visual identity yeah i think that's the really that's the really big takeaway from all of this that we've talked about is yeah is that consistent look repeated yeah but also as well also just how having that awareness and, and knowing how they make you feel yeah 
yeah. and being able to kind of deconstruct them a little bit yeah. and to be able to recognize what goes into it and, yeah. and the impact that it has on you. Yeah, what you what you like, why you like it and and how it, yeah, literally, like like you said, the impact on you and how, how can that actually affect the work that you do? Now go and do it. Yeah, and not, on, I Whatever. mean, that's it. That's the inspiration episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we can say any more to it than that. I don't want no. to kind of devalue what we've already been over but no I've, no it's great i've loved that i've really enjoyed uh really i felt really nostalgic at times talking yeah. about some of those things yeah i kind of want to go back and watch breaking bad again <laughs> i'm definitely going to watch interstellar i've, I've watched it twice I've i'm going to go and twice. buy myself some fear of god <laughs> <laughs> Gemma, um essentials essentials like, Gemma out, will know i had to take out a new credit card um <laughs> i'm sure Gemma will know the essentials line oh yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah what are your um inspirations oh, i'd love to know i'd love to know what whether people have agreed with us whether they've disagreed i'd love to know t i'd really love to know that the tv and film ones yeah i'd love for people to say this is my favorite series this is my favorite film and this is in, why on yeah. instagram wherever it might be or on youtube in the comments yeah so yeah thank you very much loved think- it yeah absolutely loved it great stuff see you on the next one another episode bites the dust thank you so much for tuning in in order to help this podcast grow and to keep bringing value and ideas in your ears so if you could please like share and subscribe that would be amazing especially leave us reviews on apple Podcasts and youtube all those little things it will help us grow this brand and community and feed our kids <laughs> and in turn allow us to bring more guests and ideas to your weekly hits of another idea. See you next Monday. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.